touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Five Aussie teams, one vision. The Super Rugby Crown. Get behind your state. It's Rugby Supercharged. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Squires. Yes, hello and welcome to this special Easter Sunday edition of the show. Eggs are being hidden as we speak. Good morning to you. Good morning, Tim Horan. Good morning, Matt Burke. How's your Easter going? Morning, boys. Uh, yeah, good. Already had the Easter hunt this morning and um, the 18-month-old was already chowing down on uh, about five Easter eggs at about 6.30 in the morning. So, yeah, good good start. Good parenting, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, great parenting, yeah. absolutely. The 18-month-old. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and, you know, and, and if you take it away from it at 6.30 in the morning, the whole house gets woken up, so... I hope you're having a, a, a good Easter, everybody. Look, there was just some news. We're going to get into a lot of rugby for you today. There's so much to talk about, specifically that Waratahs-Reds game last night, which was huge. We're going to talk to members of both teams. One will be particularly happy. The other one, probably not quite so. Uh, big injury news out of that game as well. But before then, I don't know if you just heard in our news, Ian Thorpe got an invitation to the Royal Wedding. Now, I understand that Ian Thorpe met Prince William last year. Uh, one meeting, that was enough. Uh, he's got the ticket. Oh, he's on his way. I've been going to the mailbox every morning. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> still nothing. But, Berkey, I'm, I'm still waiting for mine, Tony, as well. Well, Tim, t- um, that's my question. Because you, I don't know, the, both of you, at some point, I know that Wallabies, you line up, royalty comes and shakes your hand. I mean, have you had royal kind of, Timmy, have you had any royal uh, meetings? Well, I've been to the uh, Buckingham Palace a few times and had uh, tea and scones with the Queen. And when we, uh, but that's the great privilege of playing for the Wallabies. You get to travel all over the world, and we sort of line up and you go through the gates there at Buckingham Palace with the bus, and you, and she actually makes you wait, the Queen, when oh, you, um, you know, it's a, it's her own house, and you, you're standing around for half an hour waiting for her to come in, and in, yeah. in walks the two little corgis, and you think, oh, she's not far away, you know. <laughs> how, how many how many spoons did you uh, <coughs> steal, Tim? <laughs> I, I, just, I borrowed one teaspoon right. one day from there. It just, it's got the coat of arms on it. <laughs> Berkey, have you met uh, the man himself, the groom-to-be? We uh, we did a couple of years ago. I was in a uh, Barbarians uh, tour, and we're up in St Andrews where he did his university, and I, I bumped into him a little mm-hmm. bit on the um, inebriated site. Uh-huh. And I said him to him... Him or you? I, uh, probably me, mm-hmm. um, and he may have been. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so, though. And I said to him, you know, you're finishing uni and that kind of stuff, and I said, are you going to go to Sandhurst, their military college? And he said, yeah, I think I will, Matt. And, and then I, I sort of jumped because he knew my name. He said, because, you know, one day I'm going to be commander-in-chief of the British Empire. And it was just, <laughs> it was just crickets. It was like, okay, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> uh, and still no invitation? No, nothing. As, like you boys, I'm still waiting for the uh, email. We've got an invitation out to Ben Robinson from the Waratahs. You involved in that uh, huge game last night. We'll check to him next. Lots ahead on The Ruck. Found them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. At the Ruck Show. Yeah, Timmy, I'm worried now. I'm about to give some scores from the rugby games. <laughs> Usually on a Sunday morning, we t- say that the, our listeners are heading off to, uh, you know, maybe rugby with the kids. Um, there wouldn't be any sport this morning, would there be? What would they be doing today? I, guess oh, I be... think they'd be sort of, uh, they'd be out in the country, they'd be camping, they'd yeah, be uh, camping. away on holidays, if you can fly away anywhere, but yeah. um, most <laughs> of our true. listeners will be camping somewhere with the radio on early on a, uh, a Sunday morning, listening to, the, uh, wanting to know what the scores are. See, this is what I love about you, because you give me the picture of who we're talking to every week, so that means <laughs> they don't have to worry about not listening, because they probably don't have access to the television in the campsite. That, that's right, yeah. yeah, the campsite, just have the radio, or well, you, you can have an upmarket campsite these days with plasmas. 
Really? And if you are in your campsite... <laughs> you give up one of those, I'm sure. To be I'm, I'm I won't every, go camping unless yeah. I've got one. <laughs> well, every year I'm a Swansea caravan park kind of guy. Oh, is that uh, right? Yeah, it is. I have the two pairs of thongs, the one for the amenities block and one for going out. So it's very, very important. Very important, kids. All right, the Blues, 40 over the Rebels, 23. The Highlanders, 26, beat the Crusaders. Slightly under strength, Crusaders, 18. Uh, that Reds and Waratahs game we're going to get to any second now. 19, uh, the Reds over the Waratahs, 15. The Force over the uh, the reigning Premier's Bulls, 26 to 21. 40 to 24. Now the high-scoring game with the Sharks over the Hurricanes. And the Chiefs, 34, beat the Lions, 30. All right, uh, it was in Queensland, the Reds. It's been seven years since they've had a win over the Waratahs. They did just that last night. One of the men on the uh, the blue side of the equation joins us right now, and we thank him greatly for doing so. His name is Ben Robinson. G'day, mate. Hey, Tony, how you going? Not too bad, thank you. Look, it was a loss, but uh, it was one of those tough, great games of footy, wasn't it? Yeah, as you said, look, it was a tough night. Um, I think the past seven years we've been doing, or seven games, we've been playing some pretty good footy against them, and uh, we knew it was always going to be a tough game uh, up there last night, and it was definitely come down to the wire, so, uh, yeah, we're certainly disappointed. In that forward battle, uh, I thought you did very, very well, actually, and there was periods of a- absolute dominance in the forwards. What's it like, and obviously you don't look for excuses, when a referee changes? Uh, I mean, it's so hard, I would have thought, to get into the mind space of any referee, just one referee a week, but having to get into the mind space of two in the same game must be must freak you out a bit. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit tough there. I think you, uh, you definitely need a bit of a flow on, uh, I suppose, the effect with uh, the referee. You understand, uh, I suppose, what he's what he's picking out or what he's sort of, you know, having a go at you at. So, uh, you know, when you have that change at half-time, it's sort of, uh, I suppose, you have to go back to square one and, and make sure that, uh, you know, you are, you know, you're doing things right again. But, uh, you know, but that's, I suppose, no excuse. Um, you know, we had plenty of opportunities down the line to, uh, you know, to, I suppose, turn those, uh, that pressure into points that uh, we didn't take it. I think it surprised uh, Willie Genya as well. At halftime, he came back on the field, and and Steve Walsh Jr., the referee, was uh, wasn't there, and Ian Smith was there, and Will Genya said, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And Ian said, "Oh, the other bloke's a bit tired now," so he said, "Oh, I'm replacing him." But um, Benny, what what about the scrum? You, uh, you you were dominant in the scrum um, last night, and yourself at Tatar Pola now, and and Sakopi Kepu, and and also I thought that um, Sidaleki Tamani was was brilliant for 65 minutes while he was on the field. That you obviously had dominance in the scrum, but he just couldn't convert to some points when you you held the ball for about 20 minutes there at one stage in the second half. Yeah, I, I think that was definitely the issue last night. Um, as you said, I think that was about 20 or 30 minutes we parked down in there in there 22 and and we didn't really I suppose convert those uh, you know that pressure into points. Um, you know, it's, it's good to get scrum dominance and you know as, as much as I loving repacking all the time, it's you know, we definitely <laughs> need to get some uh, some points out of that. Was that said um, facetiously, mate? But, uh, you actually like packing down scrubs? <laughs> yeah, and I, I know Burks hasn't stuck his head too much in there. I suppose it's, it's my bread and butter. It's what I do. So, uh, no, we enjoy doing it. And, yeah, look, there's, you know, we, we spend, a, spend a lot of time during the week, um, I suppose, going over a plan and making sure that, uh, you know, we're set to go into the game. And it's good to go out and get results. I think the first scrum we had... Yeah, three points. KB, uh, you know, was kicking well last night. I think five from five. So, I think Berkey doing well there, mate. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so it was, it was good to get um, some results early. Kat, where to, where to from here, mate? You you've uh, unfortunately lost the game against Queens. That puts you a little bit down the list now. There's still some tough games to go. You take on the Rebels next week. You lost a couple of players though as well. Worry with a, a hamstring and Drew that that sickening ankle injury. I think he's he's going to have to get operated on. I'm sure. 
Yeah, I, I went and saw Drew last night in hospital, and he's uh, he's doing it pretty tough at the moment. So uh, I think he, he fractured uh, a bone in his leg, and and, uh, and uh, I think he dislocated his ankle as well. So uh, he's doing it fairly tough, and uh, I think the old war horses hurt his hamstring as well. So uh, you know, it's tough losing two players of their caliber, and you know, I think I think the good thing for us is we're home for about three or four weeks now. Um, yeah, you know, got two 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 good games at home, the Force and uh, and the Rebels, and got a bye. Then we're off to uh, you know off to South Africa. So I think we can definitely uh, you know I suppose work on you know some of our weaknesses at the moment, and hopefully come home to to a big crowd in, in Sydney. Mate, did you yeah, say it? did you say hairstring or hamstring for war? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he hasn't got 20 hairs in his left, I don't think. <laughs> you, get, you need to get a hair dryer out. I think uh, that was a sickening injury, wasn't it, though, to Drew Mitchell? He, uh, we were commentating on the game for Fox Sports and looked down. He actually, you saw Steve Walsh, the referee, pull the game up straight away virtually because poor old Drew Mitchell's ankle was at right angles. And, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a big loss for um, the Waratahs, but a bigger loss for the, for the Wallabies. You know, that's, uh, it looks like Drew Mitchell's World Cup's nearly finished. He'll, he'll be in hospital now and obviously... Um, have to have an operation, but it was it, the good thing about it was they got yeah. the, the dislocation straight back in. Yeah, yeah, I think they put it back in on uh, on the ground. But uh, I was running past you at the time, and, and uh, it was quite sickening here. Here, both sort of you know, screaming, um, and I, I sort of had a look at it when I uh, when I walked back. So uh, yeah, it looks very unfortunate for Drew. Um, yeah, he's offered so much to the team this year. Uh, he's stayed in the leadership group. With, with Waratahs and you know when things are tough Drew really steps up I think mean, he's you know, pretty much a leading try scorer uh, mm. in the competition going out at the moment and uh, you know, to lose a player of his calibre is uh, he's very disappointing I'm just wondering what would be the the more sickening sight for a big front rower like yourself uh, seeing Drew go down like that or seeing Quade Cooper do a backflip after scoring the try uh, both would hurt uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know about that there's a uh, I don't know if any front rowers can be able to attempt that. I don't think I'll even <laughs> have a crack at Just the forward somersault. No, no, the forward roll. The forward roll. Ben Robinson, look, thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat this morning after that game last night. All the best, mate. No worries, guys. Cheers. There he goes. Ben. ben Robinson from the Waratahs. We'll speak later to the uh, the red skipper, James Hall, who I think will be in a, a fairly good frame of mind uh, after that win. A show about rugby put together by rugby players. Why not? Tim Moran, Matt Burke, Tony Squires. The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This Sunday has been quite special. It's Easter Sunday. Hope you're having a good one. Hope the eggs are treating you very, very well. Don't worry about the calories. Apparently, if you eat uh, chocolate over Easter... It does, you don't gain weight. Doesn't it's just count. It's, it's miraculous. It's a fantastic. It doesn't count. It does not count. Uh, so scoff them while you can and, and listen to the uh, your rugby show. Timmy, I, I sometimes get a little bit annoyed about having to work over Easter, and I've had to do it all this weekend. Uh, and as a footy player, have you, how was it for you? Yeah, well, I think it's, a, it's any sportsman or sp- sportswoman that, that if you're you know, playing the professional uh, in era, you, you certainly you're working over any long weekend. So sports, but they don't really get long weekends. And no. uh, you look, you look now. You got the Bell's Beach Classic on uh, the yep. surfing carnival. You got the Storwell Gift on in Victoria. The Storwell uh, Great Classic. Yeah. And, and I think also when you look at rugby players, we're we're always playing on on the long weekends or on Easter weekend. And I remember actually we played uh, mid nineties. We played a game on the Saturday afternoon against the Crusaders. Um, in, in Canterbury and in Christchurch and the next day we're looking forward to sort of having a, a nice sort of Easter Sunday lunch but we lost the game by about 20 points so our coach at the time John Connolly 
got us up at 6am on Sunday on the Easter morning, Sunday morning, and had no Easter eggs. We went out and trained for three and a half hours and then jumped on a plane and came home. So <laughs> no it wasn't a lot of fun. But it's certainly, I think, um, people who go away for Easter enjoy their sport and love watching sport on telly. So uh, I think professionally uh, the guys have to do it these days. Look, it's a time uh, of year, obviously, when whether you, you, know, you, you kind of follow the religious aspect of it or not, it's a time we should be treating people very, very well, which is what I discovered yesterday. I've, as I said, I've been quite busy, and I had a anticipated not working over Easter at all. As it turned out, I worked Friday night on Channel 7 The News, and then I had to work on last night for Channel 7 again, so I had to drive to, you know, quite a long way away from my house to do some filming. And I was dri- and I knew I was working this morning, which was always going to be a pleasure, so I had no problems about that. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I got to work again tomorrow night. So I was driving home last night, and I was just a little bit, you know, grumpy that I hadn't spent any quality time at home. So I was getting closer. I was getting more determined to get there as quickly as I possibly could within the framework of double demerit points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to within, oh, I could almost see my house. I, I was kind of in the suburb I, I live in. And there was a car in front of me with a totally different point of view about how fast they should travel. Uh, they were enjoying Easter. They were enjoying Easter, yeah. thank you. They yeah. were having, that was the end of their Saturday, Easter Saturday drive. Mm. And, and I, so I was all over the back of this car. I was Mark Webber on it. <laughs> uh, and I kept going, I could not find a place. And I was really, get, and I'm... I'm sadly a little bit aggressive in the car. So I was almost... You had to make sure you, had to make sure you got home before the Easter Bunny turned up. Thank you, Tim. You can't you, be Tim. awake when the Easter Bunny turns Thank up. Thank you, Tim. This is exactly right. So around corners, I'm following this car, following it, following it. And as we're getting closer, I start to realise this car is really going... Because I'm thinking, I'll go the back way. The car goes the same direction as me. The car is taking the same street turns as I am. And I, am, and I can tell I'm annoying this person because I'm so close. Suddenly, I realise that not only they're, take, they're, they're taking the turns directly to my house... <laughs> The car pulls up. It is my next-door neighbour who I have been all over the back of and hassling this poor woman all the way. I get out of the car and she's looking at me like, what? And I'm going... Oh, I was just trying yeah, to... Your brake light was... Yeah, yeah. I was trying to... I was, trying. I was just you know, saying day. I was saying... Oh, and it was uh. the worst feeling. So Easter... I'm, I look, I apologise. Uh, I apologise <laughs> to you, uh, Kylie. I apologise to my wife, my family. I apologise to all those who are celebrating this religious week. Happy Easter, everybody. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> is, you didn't get any real eggs chucked over the window, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Have these ones, Tony. I'm a bad man. Ex-Queensland Reds. Ex-Wallabies. Tim Hall. Oh, what a try! Ex-Waratahs captain. Australia's most capped fullback ever. Matthew Burke. Matt Burke. It's got to be a try! This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show. And from Stockton 5th grade, Tony Squires, the Waratahs 15 uh, got beaten by the Reds 19. The other game last night uh, we want to have a quick look at right now. Uh, the Force, 26 over the uh, the champions from last year, the Bulls, 21. Uh, a lot of penalty goals in, uh, kept them in the in the first half, but then Cameron Shepard scoring. What did you make of that game, boys? They, they keep... When it's being played in Perth, they just keep in touch, don't they, the Western Force? Do you know, I saw that. I, I was watching the end of that game last night, and um, a few of the boys, the boys, your mates, Timmy, who were commentating on it, said uh, when O'Connor kicked that last penalty goal to take it out by, by eight, oh, they've won the game here, and all of a sudden they've got the restart, they've got the penalty, Mornay Stone kicks the goal. Then the last play of the game, yeah. the, the, the Force have lost the ball out of the back of the scrum. You're just thinking, don't lose it from here, please. <laughs> yeah, it's um, great momentum by the Western Force, though, isn't it? Just to uh, Obviously, they won last week against the Brumbies, and obviously this is their third win of the Super Rugby Tournament. So 26-21 to 21 against the Bulls, seven penalty goals. Um, 
um, by uh, you know James O'Connor was off the field for ten minutes as well, and Willie Reapier took one. But Cameron Shepherd he scored the match-winning try with about sort of twelve minutes to go, and then pulled off a couple of big try-saving tackles as well. So hopefully that'll start to give the force a bit more momentum. Now it's their first win at home. And they're uh, you know they're creeping up the ladder, but they're probably gone for the semi-finals. But they certainly got they got some players coming back as well. They got Hodgson coming back. They also got David Pocock coming back in a few weeks' time as well. Timmy, what's the story? Have you got any inside info on on O'Connor? I mean, we know how important he is to one the Western Force. I think he scored about seventy or eighty percent of their points yeah. for the team. Is he going to stay? Um, well, you'd think that, and I'm talking from Australian rugby point of view now, you'd, th- you'd hope that James O'Connor stays in, in, in Perth and plays for the Western Force because it, it pushes the, you know, there's, there's great players around. You've got Kirtley Beale playing for the Rebels next year, um, and then you've got Quade Cooper playing for the Reds. So you need to split those players up. But um, in a selfish point of view, I'd love to see him playing at the Reds, James O'Connor. And if it's a rugby decision and not a financial decision, you'll see James O'Connor move. But um, the Western Force will throw everything at him. Um, the big mining communities over there will get behind James O'Connor. And, but if it comes to a rugby decision and he wants to improve his rugby, uh, you'll see him move from the Western Force. But being in a winning dressing room, uh, yeah. as he would have been last night, is very important for his decision going forward. Yeah, he has been terrific this year, hasn't he? That's the Force 26, beat the Bulls 21. We're going to get to James Hobble, the captain of the Reds. Uh, he would have been celebrating a little bit last night. We'll talk to him next. Found them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. At the Rock Show. And those forgotten years, there are seven of them if you're a Queensland Reds supporter <laughs> or player. Seven long years between drinks that over wins over the Waratahs. Well, uh, James Hall joins us right now, the Queensland Reds captain. Congratulations. The seven-year itch has been scratched. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good night. Now, hey, James, I thought I'd just ask you a quick question about last week's game against the Bulls because <laughs> when you... One, one against the Bulls, you were pretty relieved. But then straight away, you, you brought the team in pretty quickly and, and, and they rallied around you. What, what did you say in that uh, in that circle? Because you, you looked like you were focusing straight away on the Waratahs game a week later. Yeah, I think we were. You know, we knew that the Bulls was a, was a big game, but we also knew that, you know, there was um, something that needed to be done the week after. And, um, you know, we had to enjoy the, the Bulls result, but we had to make sure that we uh, were, were focusing the Waratahs and uh, you know we, we create a bit of history I guess with seven straight wins last night and it's uh, you know it, it's always nice to be a part of that James is, is that the uh, the key at the moment just the enjoyment factor I know that you know the, the, the games you get lifted for that but how's how's training go for you guys is it an enjoyable experience you know, day in day out yeah I think you know with the boys being so tight as a group not only on the field but off the field you know that enjoyment factor is a big part and you can see by hopefully by the way the, the guys go about it and the, what the guys are doing out there is you know we, we we like to enjoy what we're doing because there's no point doing it if, if you don't enjoy it so um yeah and training is, is you know it's obviously there's there's a nice mix you know there's some serious stuff and obviously you have to you know knuckle down for for certain areas but there's also parts where you can have a bit of fun and um Enjoy yourself. So I think the the mix is really good at the moment for us. Well, part of that, the the, uh, sorry, mate. Part of that has been that you talk about the enjoyment factor. Watching Digby only last week, Quade Cooper (laughs) celebrating uh, his try. You must love that. Obviously, you kind of have to mix up that serious intent. But there, there is a place for celebration, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. And I think you know the the crowd love it, as you can see, especially the home crowd. Um, You know the thirty. 67,000 people there last night I think uh, were all on their feet when Quadey did that so I think you know it really uh, 
you know, brings the, the fans to the game, and that's, you know, part of what we do is, I guess, the entertainment factor because they're, they're paid to see us play, and, um, you know, Quaid and Digby the last couple of weeks have given them a little bit of a show. Um, James, what about, it's been a bit, very big week for you. You've um, obviously played against the Bulls, you won that game, and then you signed, re-signed for the Reds for, for two more years, and then a big performance against the Waratahs. But more importantly, um, you haven't played any New Zealand um, teams yet, and that's that's a, a concern for a few uh, people out in the marketplace, saying, well, the, yes, the Reds are, you know, they're travelling well at the moment, but they're yet to play a New Zealand um, team. You play you play the, the Hurricanes this weekend. Uh, are you going to adapt your game plan to these guys? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to. I think we're going to have to. We obviously haven't done a lot of uh, work on them yet. I'm sure our coaches have, though, and uh, I'm sure Ewan's got a plan for them. Um, you know, they had a, quite a tight loss to the Sharks last night, and now they're on their way back. So we, we get them on their way back home from um, from New Zealand. So, you know, it's going to be a big challenge. We uh, Last year when we played in Wellington, uh, we, we started off really well, and then... So the wheels came off a bit and they put up quite a big score against us so they're, they're a team that's you know, very unpredictable they've got a lot of guys in their team that are, you know, can make something happen out of nothing and you don't exactly know what you're going to get when you're turning up so it's, uh, it's going to be a game that's going to be pretty tough for us James, I'm just listening to your Easter Sunday voice was, was there a bit of celebration last night uh, among the team? Deserved? Oh, the boys, you know, we, we had a good time and enjoyed each other's company but, you know, it wasn't uh, anything over the top We, you know, that's something that you know, we like to do. You've got to enjoy your your victories, I, I guess, and, and the special ones. And um, you know, the, the boys certainly enjoyed themselves last night. But now we're sort of focusing now to um, we get we get today and tomorrow off, which is nice from Link. We get a bit of a time over Easter to spend with our families and friends, and then we get back into it on Tuesday. James, I'm sensing a, a theme when you're scoring the tries. Obviously, it's a gymnastics theme, and I just want to maybe just throw one out to you. Oh, good. Maybe the one-armed giant, you know, over the... The giant is the, you know, the, on the the men's do it, the men yeah. do it, and they just hang on to the, the one bar and go circle around. Use the crossbar, maybe something, but just don't end up like a Rick Disney, perhaps, <laughs> on the way through. Cause <laughs> you, you could have a bit of time on the sideline. Any, any chance? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I might have to look into that one. We'll have to see if one of the boys can practice it at training before to see if it's possible. <laughs> it's important to actually score a try. James, you scored against the Bulls uh, last week, but there was about five guys on top of you, so you couldn't do much more than yeah. like your head up and <laughs> down. Get, get off me. Uh, yeah, I, just, I was just smiling at that stage, but I was pretty happy. It's actually it's really important, uh, James. I'm not sure whether it's your call or it's uh, the coach's, you and McKenzie's call, but, um, guys, if you haven't seen it... Well, after every game, a home game at, at Suncorp Stadium, the players stay out in the field for 45 to 50 minutes after the final whistle and just sign autographs and have photos with the fans. Really? And is that something that you and Mackenzie um, dictates to players, or is that yourself as a leader? Because all the players stay out in the field for a long period of time. I think, Matt, it's just a conscious effort from all the boys. We understand that, as I said before, people pay to watch us play, and they, you know, we try and give them as much interaction as possible, and we like to you know, thank our fans for coming out because I, I really do feel that they make a, a big difference to us when we're playing at home. And, you know, the noise and the, the atmosphere that is brought by them uh, cheering as, as loud as they do, and we like to thank them for it. And I know that they, they stay around and, and enjoy being able to, I guess, interact with all the boys. And then the, the guys really enjoy it. And, you know, it gives you some... Um, it's, it's always nice to, I guess, interact with the fans because they don't get a lot of opportunity to do it. Well, James, uh, as an old New South Welshman, it makes me sick to the pit of my stomach to say it, but I enjoy watching <laughs> new boys as well, have done for the past couple of years, and this year, combining entertainment with true grit, really enjoying the way the Reds are performing. Uh, well played, mate. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. 
A show about rugby put together by rugby players. Why not? Tim Moran, Matt Burke, Tony Squires. The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. It's time for our weekly rugby travelogue where we basically tell you where super rugby teams are from because many of them are very, very confusing. confusing. We've been working our way through the South African Conference. And ladies and gentlemen, we've landed on the defending champions, the Bulls. <coughs> The Bulls were formerly known as the Northern Transvaal Blues and play out of Loftus Versfeld in Pretoria. Yes, beautiful Pretoria, one of South Africa's three capital cities. It's a very needy nation. Pretoria is the executive capital, Bloemfontein the judicial capital and Cape Town the legislative capital. Joburg is the crime capital, but let's not go into that right now. Pretoria, <laughs> just 50 kilometres north of Joburg, was once called Pretoria, Philadelphia. Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about it, The Streets of Pretoria. I just made that bit up. <laughs> Apart from seeing the bulls run around, there's plenty to do in Pretoria. Take a step back in time and circle Pretoria on a steam train. Just visiting the city is taking a step back in time. Pretoria. <laughs> Berkey, have you been there? We've been there many a time. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting enough, we, we did a, 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 a tour where we actually saw a replica of Hitler's bunker. No. Uh, that, that was quite interesting. We got out of there quite quickly. Let's move on to the next place. Let's yeah. go have some lunch somewhere. Yeah, so that, that was the bad extent of that one. Timmy? Well, it's not, not far up the road from, uh, as you say, from Johannesburg. And on the way, actually, actually up to uh, Pretoria is Sun City, which one of those theme parks. Uh, great, great spot. Massive place. And got a casino there. Got a golf course. I played the golf course once, and on the 17th green... Um, there's a bit of water to your left, and a couple of little crocodiles sitting there. And uh, so, if you, you lose, if you lose your ball, you don't go in there. Crocodiles, that's sensational. <laughs> Pretoria, home of the bulls. Horan passes the microphone to Burke. Burke flicks the mic onto Squires. Oh, Squires has dropped it again. Welcome back to the Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Who wrote that promo? <laughs> I was I wasn't at that whiteboard meeting that had that promo come up. Was that you already there, Berkey? Yeah, that was Tim. Tim straight into it. Yeah, that's that's why you were away in South Africa. Yeah. that one. <laughs> exactly. Willie Mason, what an interesting character he is. Now he's been playing uh, rugby league in the UK for all oh, twelve minutes, and <laughs> already his manager, perhaps, uh, there's talk of him heading to Europe to play to France. In fact, to play rugby. This whole idea that it's just such an easy thing to do for Willie to you know play rugby league and then go, oh, I know. What about this? I'll go and play some rugby union. They both start with rugby. Is it, <laughs> Matt Burke, is it that easy, that simple for someone like Willie Mason to go, yeah, you know what, I'm going to change codes? Mate, not at all, uh, Tony. I think it also, he's talking about Toulon as well, which is uh, where Grig and Umunga went yep. uh, a couple of years ago when they were in the second division, and they, they rose to the ranks, and the bloke's just been buying up the, the world. Wilkinson's down there now. Giddo's going across there. So it just makes it, um, it, makes it seem like, oh, this is an easy ride. I mm. can get a start. The, the most difficult thing, is, well, the, the similarities are you, you run past tackle score tries, but what I find with the, the guys coming across in rugby league is it takes them a long time to work out the intricacies of the breakdown and the rest of it. I mean, we're still learning. We don't understand. you know. And, and when you've yeah. got to make the decision there to... referees who've got no idea. Uh, referees got no idea. And do I go in there and do I not? Do I go? No, and by that time there, the ball's lost. So I think that's where they'll struggle. And then, you know, to, to lift Willie in a line, he'd have to play in the forwards. He couldn't yes. play in the backs, not like Sonny Bill, for example. Hmm. Um, you know, how would he go? Like, how yeah. would he go and 
Sonny Bill has been, I guess, the, the best recent example of a successful transition. And it took him a while, didn't it? But he's now playing huge football for the Crusaders. Do you remember that first tackle he did? And, and he's just wiped out the number 10 with a shoulder. And they said, mate, you can't, can't use your shoulder. Yeah. Oh, okay. no well, he did his apprenticeship in France uh, out of the prying eyes, too, of, of, yeah, of a true. lot of people. So he could uh, left rugby league, went across to France for about 18 months and, and played rugby union and had started to adapt and understand the game. And then he came back in the limelight where everyone saw and thought, gee, how good a player is he? So... I mean, Craig Wing has done it as well, left rugby league and has gone to Japan and played a bit of rugby union. Craig I see Gower Brad, did it. Yeah, I think Brad Thorne's probably the best. Exp- you know, the, mm. the way that he's gone back to the Broncos, gone back to the, the All Blacks, back to the Broncos, back to the All Blacks again. Now he's just signed a two-year contract to go and play rugby union in Japan. So he's about 36 years old, Brad Thorne. But uh, you, you tend to see the backs adapt a lot better than the forwards do. But you know, players like Greg Inglis, it'd be great to see him in rugby union as well. So I think that adaptability is there now. But also... You know, rugby's only been professional since 1996, so the money is in the European clubs is a lot higher than people can get here in Australia. So there's more options for rugby league players and rugby union players to, to convert either way. You two men, obviously champions in rugby union, you must have been, and backs is, uh, again, you must have at some point in your career had somebody knock on your door, uh, Timmy, and say, well, how about changing over? Yeah, yeah, a few times uh, in my early career, especially when um, the game was amateur for, for rugby union and we were, you know, we're getting $32.50 a day when we go away on tour and that, that was lucky <laughs> enough to play, pay for a phone call and one beer. But you'd, you'd then decide, say, okay, well, do I start to look at my career and say, well, I've got five or six years left of playing any sport. Uh, do I try and make some money out of it? But I was lucky enough that, that Rugby Union then turned professional halfway through my career. And But yeah, I had uh, spoke to many different clubs over the time, just really just to see what the opportunity would be like. But I, I must prefer that, you know, if I was going to play in Paris or in, in, in um, Stellenbosch in South Africa mm. rather than playing uh, in uh, Papua New Guinea or in Rotorua. So <laughs> uh, the, the, the game of rugby takes you all around the world, whereas rugby league is sort of centric, sort of really to Australia. And But the the game of rugby is, uh, is you know, I think it's 139 countries it's played and around the world. So, mate, those brown paper bags you used to get, they didn't get declared? <laughs> well, at least I can fit mine in my boots. You, you had to put yours in your kit bag. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a couple of other blokes, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. you ever get the tap, Berkey? Uh, <laughs> I got asked to play rugby, yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> rugby league. Um, yeah, early on when I came out of uh, came out of school, it was actually uh, Bullfrog Moor ah. when we were down in uh, Canberra. I think he started to sort of, you know, put the word on the old man to say, you know, we'll look after him for you know, for fees and this kind of stuff and schooling or whatever. And, and I remember mum sort of saying to him, hey, um, if you take a, a, like anything from these blokes, you, you're sort of committed to their, to, to that side of it. There was St. George and Balmain and that kind of stuff. But You didn't play for St. George? No, no. I was, t- I was you know, at that stage there, I was just way too small. You're thinking yeah. to yourself, could you have done it? And especially back in those days as well. That was, that was a tough era. I mean, it's right, tough yeah. now, but... I and I think a lot of these also. younger players too, Berkey, that are still at school... And there's a lot of rugby league scouts out there and, and rugby union scouts as well, but uh, giving these players, when they're sort of 15 or 16, you know, small contracts to when they finish school to come and look at their yep. club. So, yep. you know, I, I advise the younger players, just take your time because your first year or two out of school, you've got to start to work out where you want to be and which code you want to play. Found them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, at The Ruck Show. Well, there's a bit of news down at the club level now, boys, in Sydney, that mm. Parramatta had an upset win over Warringah yesterday, 22 points to 17. Oh, and it's oh. a first victory in two years. Years yeah. and on the back of that, it means Tatafa Pilota now has to has to rip off the wig. The afro, the afro's gone, and he's going to go clean skin. And he's looking for, I suppose, the the best charity to raise a bit of cash and that kind of stuff, and um, and do it. So that's the, the saddest story I've ever heard. The I love day that has afro. come to go. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big call.
Uh, maybe we can get him to come and do it here on the show live next Sunday morning. Well, that would be good, wouldn't that it? That could be good. Yeah, yeah, really. a shave off. Yeah, yeah. It's great <laughs> radio, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, what else has happened in the world of rugby? Uh, plenty of games coming up uh, next week. The Reds will finally play New Zealand province. They'll play uh, the Wellington, Wellington Hurricanes over in Wellington. Uh, the Tars up against the Rebels at home. So that'll be a, a good game as well. So plenty of rugby. The Brumbies are back in, uh, in the competition as well after a bye. So uh, a big week this week and another one coming up. Yeah, the Reds in New Zealand. That will be a test. Uh, thanks so much for being with us on the Ruck on this Easter Sunday morning. Enjoy the rest of your break if indeed you do have one. Catch up with you next week. See ya. This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show.